0: Welcome to the third episode of, um, or my podcast conglomerate show, uh, Tim talks where I talk or I talk with people or persons or, a uh, person or things. Uh, it's my part of my podcast conglomerate emporium extravaganza. Uh, this is a sporadic show that only, uh, is very sporadic. I think there's been one or two this year and there'll be maybe one in October, so uh, usually I either talk or I have someone on and I interview them. And now I have two people, two, and they're not male. <laughs> I'm excited <laughs> about that. You
1: could hear from our giggles right there.
0: Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have estrogen on the couch <laughs> for the first time in a long time. And I'm massively excited about this show. And uh, I, I I've, we've talked about these people on the podcast before. Uh, they have been proponents of me – and listen to every episode. So I'm just going to introduce them, and then I'm going to say nice things about them and <laughs> give a little bit of history. But I have Amy Toady on the podcast.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: And I have Brooke Carnes on the podcast. Hi. Uh, so a little bit, uh, so Caleb, who I do the middle with, that is his older sister, Brooke. Uh, so I'll give you a little reference there. Uh, but I've known <laughs> these two wonderful women for, oh gosh, it's close to 20 years Something
1: now. like that, yeah.
2: Yeah, I remember the first time. I think it was um, when you were you came to that service at, under, like, in disguise or yeah, the spy, the spy, the, the
0: infamous spy that has been mentioned on this podcast before. Or I uh, made everyone at that church very angry at me, <laughs> which is uh, what I tend to do these days now. <laughs> um, so of close to twenty years now. I, I was sixteen when that happened. So. Yeah.
1: Dang! Wow. So didn't I, realize I, didn't <laughs> no, I didn't realize sixteen. I didn't I didn't realize you're. Th- I'm old, right?
0: <laughs> because I I was driving, so I had been sixteen, seventeen, and I was still in youth at that time.
1: I don't. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I'd realize you were a student.
0: Yeah, I was a student, 100% student. Uh, so that would have been like 2001, 2002, ish. Um, a long time ago. Uh, We really didn't become uh, friends per se until, what, 2007, 2006? Uh, That's when we really started hanging out because that's when I started going to that youth group and whatnot.
2: And then you got involved in, like, leadership and stuff.
0: Yes. Uh, So that gives a a little bit of history of where I've met these two people. Uh, But beyond that, it's almost like an extended family at this point. Uh, these two ladies have been a part of my life for a very long time, have supported me and all the shenanigans that I get into. Uh, the show being the newest one that they've been involved with and listened to and supported me uh, and to even say more nice things. Uh, <laughs> when I went through my divorce, there were some of the first people that knew about it and kind of was there for me. And we started, that's in my opinion, and maybe I'm biased and, don't know my history. That's when we really started hanging out more. Was post divorce, for me.
2: I feel like that's probably when we got closer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We started hanging out just us. um We would go to like the X Men movies, the terrible ones too. We'd w- have movie nights. The movie nights the we marathon. did. Well, Mar- that was that
1: was that started before. Oh, it started before. That was at the condo or apartment, whatever it was.
0: Right. Yeah. Was and, the first one. And then we did another one at the house and she was here right before she left. Yeah. And then we did, I think another one post her. Cause I remember a conversation about how is this really weird? (laughs) Cause I love awkwardness (laughs) and no one knew what to do with my divorce. And it's just funny to talk about. Uh, So yeah, these two women have been a massive part of my life and were with me when I was a pastor at that church, uh, did a little, a few things to help me out, but not a lot uh but yeah it's it's been awesome at the same time and just being able to talk to you guys and having a female perspective when i need that sisters um and you guys have always supported me and encouraged me and i really just thank the both of you and it's so awesome to have you guys on the show and to be a part of my shenanigans (laughs) and all the conversations we have i mean they came over at noon and it's now past 1:30 we're just catching up and having fun that's what i do with these two people and so i'm excited to have them on the show and have their perspective and to basically criticize me <laughs> and the show and to get their perspective and have a female perspective because it's been heavily heavily male dominated <laughs> heavily
1: just a, just, a just, a just a little bit just just a little bit just a tad
0: some of the stuff that my guys say on the show i'm like oh I'm a little embarrassed, <laughs> so uh we'll get into it uh so uh, we'll start with you, Amy. Tell me your background who you are uh if you want to say a funny thing about me, that would be fine
1: <laughs> um okay, so I don't know if it's necessarily a funny thing, but going back to um what Brooke said about the first time we actually met you um I don't know if I've told you this little detail with it or not, but um, we were. Adult in le- adult leadership at that point, that's where I was like, wait, you were still in youth at that point? Because uh-huh. um, I think in my head, you were always like also an adult leader that was coming back posing as a student. No, because um, that
0: would have been weird okay. and creepy.
1: <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we were prepped ahead of time of, hey, this guy's going to be coming in. This is what he's doing. We want to see how the kids react and all of this stuff. Um, so just, just be aware, this is what's going on. It's going to be part of the sermon. And when I saw you, I tried to go, started to go over to actually like introduce myself to you because that was like, I don't remember if I helped with like follow up at that point, but that was just kind of like my role I took on was one of the people that made sure everyone got like welcome and notice and whatever. And I was on my way to you. I think I might've actually made eye contact and then it like clicked in my head. Oh, we're not supposed to talk to this guy. <laughs> and I'd had to do like a 180. To stop myself from introducing you, because it kind of went against the whole point, I was like, I probably just came across as the biggest jerk <laughs> in the world to this poor guy. Like, he's coming in here expecting to see people, like, ostracize him, and I just did it point blank but not meaning to, and I can't go explain myself to him now. And so that was my introduction to you was I probably just was a complete jerk to him not actually meaning to. Uh,
0: that's fantastic. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I can't remember if I realized that or not, honestly. Yeah, so
1: I'm going to hope not because <laughs> I felt really bad doing Wait. it but couldn't do anything to stop Way to it. go, Amy. Yes. So, yeah, so that that was the wheels turning a little bit too late there. <laughs> that's the
0: hilarious. Yeah. I, I just remember being in all black, wearing a black hat and... I think I had black G-Co jeans on yeah, at the time, Which too. is
1: why it eventually dawned on me, oh, this is the guy. <laughs> just a little... Or maybe it was perfect because that was the reaction we were supposed to... I don't know. So, yeah. So, that's my first memory of you is not just that's what you came into the church for, but the whole, like, war in my brain going on <laughs> as oh. I realized what was happening and I had to stop myself. Um, okay. So, otherwise, just... So, background? Yeah, your background. Um, so, I am... Um, so, like Tim already said, we had the background of um, all being at this the same church. Um, I was at that church from I think like third grade up until wow, four or that. five years ago. Yeah, it was either third or fourth grade was when we started going there. Um, before that, had been at uh, Foursquare Gospel Ooh. Church. Um, so that was like my foundational. I couldn't tell you anything about those specific beliefs, but I know that's where I learned like all the Bible stories and all of mm. that background stuff. Um, but then started that church when I was it was like three days before my tenth birthday or something mm-hmm. like that. <clears throat> um, was very involved there eventually um, with all the youth group stuff, um, went almost straight from being a youth to being a youth leader. Um, I think there might've been like a one year gap of starting college where we didn't really have like a college, there was nothing geared towards college age people. Um, but you weren't in youth group still. So, and I think at that point we were, we went through this whole phase where we were between youth pastors for a while. Like we had some interns and just different things. Um, and there just wasn't a whole lot of stability. Mm -hmm. And, um, then, it was after one or two years of college was when um, we got stability with the youth pastor and stuff like that, and I was one of the only people that I think was just kind of grandfathered in to youth leadership. <laughs> I did not have to do the interview. Like, you had to do the... No, I didn't. Oh, I thought you had to. Okay. Because I
2: worked with him in the office. I uh, gave so... him the application, and I'm like, do I have to do the interview? He's like, I know you, broke.
1: I'm okay. not interviewing you. <laughs> okay. I don't remember if I had to <laughs> okay. do an application. I, I honestly can't remember if I did that or if it's just like, yeah, you're here. Um...
0: I didn't have to do one when I came in either.
1: Well now I'm kind of wondering who will actually do. this just like were, a front that they made us thank some, everyone. I in. I
2: saw him had to do he did okay. some. I
0: okay. when I when I worked there I had to do I had to interview my people.
1: Okay. All right. So maybe they did. Um, but yes, it was there forever. Um I then I was studying to be a teacher. Um, so I had a couple of years of being in youth leadership. Also taught Sunday school like that entire time also. Mm-hmm. Um, with junior high, Um, and um, then graduated from college in 2004, got a very last-minute teaching job at the end of that summer, Um, like three days before students showed up. I got hired and have been teaching for 17 years, Um, so that coincided with youth leadership for a long time, and then um, the same, I I don't remember how many years ago it's been now, but like four years ago, something like that. Ended up leaving that church, um, was in youth leadership up until leaving, um, and then have been attending a Baptist church in Ferguson um, mm-hmm. since whenever it was that I left there. So,
0: Gotcha. And uh, to give a little bit of background of the age gap between us, she just mentioned she graduated college in 2004. I graduated high school in 2004. Mm-hmm. So there is about a four-year, five-year gap there. Um, And age-wise, which might
1: explain why I thought you were in adult leadership and not student leadership when we first met.
0: Right. Well, because in in uh, Alf's church, uh, we were it as far as leadership. Uh, I was slash student slash uh, senior adult person at that time, which is why I got chosen to do that, uh, because I have no shame, as you guys n- <laughs> know. well aware. Well aware of, <laughs> and I don't get embarrassed easy. Like, <laughs> Alf wanted me to, like, smoke cigarettes and, like, <laughs> smell of alcohol and show up at this Not church. Not surprising yeah. at Yeah, at all. I, uh, yeah, I would have probably got arrested. It's fine.
1: Or he might have.
0: <laughs> yeah, something like that. Matt would have been horrified.
1: <laughs> Just a little, bit. <laughs> but also probably not surprised once he. Like, oh, I'll, oh, Alf put you up to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Uh,
1: Line. Alf. <laughs>
0: yep. Yeah. Very much so. Love
2: you, Alf. Yes, we love you. you're listening. If you're listening.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it, it's funny because uh, Caleb is definitely Matt's protege and I'm definitely Alf's protege, but then I had the experience of being under Matt, so I kind of got a little Matt influence in me as well. So it's just funny to have that dynamic. Uh, uh, Brooke, <laughs> your background and hopefully <laughs> a funny story about me and try to embarrass me. Yeah. Put you on the spot.
2: Great. Um, yes. Um I am Caleb's sister. Yeah, you are. Older sister. Older sister. I know lots. You know Caleb. lots. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. um Maybe
0: I'll do an interview where it's just talking about Caleb. <laughs> sure. Bold on here at the same time. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks, Amy. <laughs> um,
2: um, I did not grow up here. Um Moved around a lot. Um, uh, moved here when I was 13 for the first time. Um, uh, started going to the church, I would say, when I was, I don't know, it was like 95 or 96 when I was in high school, mm-hmm. when I was a junior, sophomore in high school. Um, then my senior year moved away, uh, moved to Texas. Woohoo! Fun stuff. Yeah. Um, uh along with Caleb and the whole family moved to Texas because of my dad's job. Um, then I moved back two years later, about 99, 2000, and um, started going to school here um, uh, and uh, started working at our church that that uh, we were both at. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked there and went to school to college. Um, that's when I first met Matt when I was working in the office. Um, I worked with him in office for a couple of years, um, and then graduated. When I graduated, I mean, I was still going, and then I was also back at going to that church. Um, my background is, with church—I've had gone to many different denominations. Um, from just, I've done Baptist, I've done Christian, I've done non-denominational, I've done Methodist, um, uh, done Assemblies of God. I've done a lot of different mm-hmm. I've I've been to a lot of different churches in my life. Um just to give a brief sort of background. Right. Um so um so graduated from college then I left that and um then I want to say it was probably around 06 or I think it was about 05 or 06 when I started going um when I started doing youth leadership. Mhm. Um the reason I didn't I didn't know about your surprise visit cuz I was in the sound booth doing getting ready for the service because usually the people that like did the PowerPoint or the or the sound didn't always go to the meetings. Yeah. So we I didn't I think it was another and me and the other person didn't know that you were coming in. Oh, well, that's fantastic. And so I was when I didn't know anything was going on until Matt said it at the end. <laughs>
1: And I was like, you found out when the students...
2: Yeah, no. I found out when the students found out. That's so hilarious. I mean, I didn't always get the messages because I didn't go to the meetings.
0: Hey, we, you didn't have to. Uh,
2: because I was either busy trying to put all of the slides together mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. do it, figure, figuring out what he's going to preach or <laughs> doing the music or doing the lights or doing the video. So I was like, I was never at those like meetings. So I would always get surprised by like, oh, okay, that's what's going on. Okay. <laughs> Um, anyway um i started working i was working for a mortgage company um I worked for a mortgage company for ten years um even through the whole bad housing market of the late 2000s,
0: something like that. yeah oh eight, oh nine,
2: oh eight, oh nine, and um stopped working for them after ten years um, left and started worked for a non profit for a while um, now i'm working at a library um i've done a few different odd jobs since then um i'm trying to think of a funny story <laughs> i've
1: got another anecdotal story i can tell while you're trying to think of it that i don't know if i told you about this one too it's only loosely related with you um so this first school i taught at is your work's neighbor yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and um well this part's not funny with it but back after the sandy hook shooting um they Really, we're working a lot on, okay, we need to rethink the way that we are doing, like, school safety and the training that we give teachers and stuff. And the district I work for went, like, full on. I don't remember if it was an actual SWAT team that trained us, but in my head it was a SWAT team. It was definitely, like, police officers that came in, like, heavy-duty, like, cap guns that they're shooting at us. (laughs) We're, like, reenacting all of this stuff, like, to that level Mm -hmm. training that we had to do. And one of the things that we had to do was... um. You had to have multiple locations of, like, if we have to evacuate the building, here's, like, spot one. If we have to, like, if if that spot's not safe, here's our backup spot. And my principal had to talk to your boss, someone in charge of security, something at your building, and basically had to tell them, hey, you guys' parking lot is our, like, safe spot number two. And they're like, you're not allowed on here. Like, this is federal buildings. Like, we've Mm -hmm. got 600 people coming out of this building. You really think you're going to stop us? And he looked at him. and was like... You're right. I guess you guys are coming over if this happens. So, if an emergency happened, our students would have been storming your federal building, <laughs> building yeah. and breaking down the fences and running for cover.
0: Fantastic.
1: So, yeah.
2: I don't have one. You don't have <laughs> one. I tried to but buy you some time. <laughs> I know. But what I, was, I think the, the other thing I was going to say is, yeah, uh, we did go and were involved with youth leadership mm-hmm. and the other church with Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. Um, you left but we were still there. Yep. I was I we did young adult stuff with you. Mm-hmm. When you were when you did that. Um and then after you left, I mean we still kept in touch and we hung out and everything but then a few years ago, like I don't know 5 years ago or whatever. Me and another friend started going to the other church that you were at. The, and we, and we went with you there for a few years. The
0: undisclosed mega church. Yes,
2: <laughs> that I've been to the mega church. <laughs> And went there for a few I years. I have not. <laughs> yeah. So, and, um, have been, uh, not only just the other church, but we were with you with this church, this, the big church. Yeah. And, um, yeah, uh, known you through, um, the divorce and then through your fire. Oh yeah. 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 Um, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago and, um. Yeah, it it seems like we've been through a lot. <laughs> we we
0: definitely have been through a lot. Um yeah. Uh gosh, I started I stopped going to the megachurch in twenty sixteen.
2: Was it really It was that, that long, long ago? ago? It was that long I ago thought it was later.
0: Well, twenty twenty feels like seven years and it's totally messed up every perception of time i
2: don't know for some reason i thought it was like 2017 or 218 or something i don't know i didn't think i had been gone from the other church that long
0: (laughs) yeah i left the mega church in 2016 because i started at the uh other church in 2017 yeah
2: you started helping at that other church yep in
0: 2017 january of 2017 yeah it's been that long (laughs) <laughs> 'Cause we we went uh well gosh, I went I started going back to that mega church in twenty fourteen. And I think it was maybe I thought you were there even before then. I was. Oh yeah, I guess I was.
2: Because you were involved with the youth for so much.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh so I started going to that mega church in twenty twelve and I stopped doing youth in no. 2011 is when we were going there i stopped going to youth in 2012 and then started getting involved in youth again until 2014 but i was going to big church for that entire time from 2011 to 2016 oh, I, years. yeah so i don't remember when you guys started coming with me
2: it was either 2015 or 2016
0: i feel like it was longer
2: i know it feels like it was like a couple of, like a like like couple like years, years not like six months, but like a year, like at least two years or something. It feels like it. Maybe it wasn't.
0: Maybe it wasn't. I, I don't know. Because we went every like every weekend. Yeah. Um. Gosh, that was so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, Brooke and I, she just mentioned that she was uh, a part of the production team. And then when I started getting more involved in youth in like 2007, uh i was I did the sound, and Brooke was the person doing the slides and whatnot, and I would always give her crap and torture and the, her never yeah, of course,' because <laughs> it's me doing sound I was used to it, yeah, yeah, because we did we were always in the back uh at all the camps and the retreats and
2: it was the videos, it was the slides, it was the music, it was the sound, it was the lights,
0: yeah, we did all of that. Yeah, uh, it was just. And and it was
2: really fun with Alf around. <laughs> uh, he almost he knows and he loves to tease me about it, but he loves. I almost like at retreats, it, I would cry almost, <laughs> like like almost break down and cry quite a few times. Yeah, and he loves to to bring that up still. So. <laughs> It's one of his favorite things. He's like, "Oh, slide he season he's like, "Where's some slides?" Thanks,
0: thanks for bringing the torture back. Uh, uh, the PTSD. It's thanks, fine.
2: thanks. It's totally great.
0: Uh, he would just tell me, "You know how to mix me?" That's fine. <laughs> all right, all right, cool, 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 cool.
2: No, I feel like if I. At any retreat or whatever, I knew he was going to be there. I love him and Kelly to death, but I knew that once he got up on that stage, that it was like, I wish I had anti-anxiety medication or something, because... He would give me a list in all the slides and then go off into left field. Yeah, or like, sometimes not even use the not song. Even, not even, no. no, 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 never use it. He might like I might have six songs. He would I maybe use two or something. And then use one and that I, wasn't. And noted. I would have to stop everything and figure out: do we have that or not? Okay, whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I tried to uh, you know be nice to you and be like, it doesn't matter. No one cares. I
2: got to the point. Eventually, got to the point, but the first few times. Uh It was like baptism by fire. Uh Uh Just throw you in the deep end.
0: Yep. Uh, Yeah, because I ran sound quite a long time there. Even when I was uh, the young adult pastor, I got roped into uh, doing sound at that church. Some events because I can push buttons, I guess.
2: Because you know the soundboard.
0: I know a soundboard-ish, kind of, I guess.
2: You're more familiar within a lot of people.
0: I guess. Uh yeah, so the history that I have with these two people is quite intensive. And working together in youth, youth, uh, I just think of the road wars
1: <laughs> oh, <gosh>. nights. <laughs> if you guys, oh the Waldo,
0: the Waldo. I've mentioned the Waldo. I said
1: Waldo stories come yeah. up on this before.
0: Yeah. Do you guys want to so talk great. a little bit about what was Road Wars? We've kind of mentioned it a little bit on the podcast. The,
2: the date of I think was. I didn't mind the day of; it was the planning, the planning, for those was like
1: how many. I wish the the youth understood how how many hours of blood, sweat, and tears went into that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So well, and especially the last few that we did because a lot more businesses were getting less and less friendly to doing stuff like that. So, so the quick so it was basically like city wide or county wide almost scavenger hunt. You get in a car and. Yeah, they, they would get van drivers and just pile however many youth into the van that they could, um, and it would take them you, mostly to different businesses that we had already like made arrangements with. Of um, You'll have uh, like several groups of teenagers coming in to like, pick up the clue, and your job is just to hand them the envelope um, that gives them the clue that they have to figure out for the next one. Where it got complicated was, in addition to just having to figure out clever clues, which sometimes worked better than others uh-huh. um they had to all be it had to be the same clues but all in different orders because otherwise everyone would just be following and follow that van because they figured it out yeah, we, we know figured where that going. out
2: after the first couple yeah
1: so we had to come up with things like some started at the with clue one and some started at the end and worked backwards and some of them started like like half of them worked forward, but they started in different spots. And mm-hmm. then half of them worked backwards and started in different spots. But then you had to figure out, so wait, which clue had to go to which place? Because not everyone was going in mm-hmm. the same order. So we definitely had a year or two where, yeah, we like were off by one on all it. of them. And so we always had to first every year figure out. Wait, what did we figure out was the right way we know which <laughs> clues to deliver to which one? And sometimes we remember correctly and sometimes we didn't. Um, and didn't we when, start numbering them too? We started numbering them, but even then, that's still only. We had, I think we had to number them because it was one of the years of either we messed it up delivering the wrong thing to the wrong place and so they got off, or someone wrongly figured out a clue. But their wrong interpretation was a place that was a clue later on. So they didn't realize. <laughs> or, they did it, they, or they
2: did it out of order. But that's
1: what I'm saying. Like they, they figured, they thought a clue meant like Chevy's. And there was a Chevy's clue, but that wasn't it. So they ended up like skipping five clues altogether without like meaning to. So they finished like an hour earlier than everyone and only had like half the clues. So it had to turn it up. Yep. It has to go in order. So if you get the wrong number, it means you missed something. So you gotta go back and figure it out. And if you don't have all of the clues here, when you come back, you don't claim victory. And just different. it just got super, super, super complicated. <laughs> and then
2: I'll say a lot of the adult leaders by toward the end of it were like, "We have to do road wars. Yeah. We would, we, we, we would love. Dread. It was a love hate. it was, yes, it was, it was love a hate. very love hate." <laughs>
1: It was a great event. Once the day of was yes. great because, because then we, we all got, got to hang out, <laughs> hang out at like the Netzer's house or maybe the church. Um, uh, unless it
0: was me who was walking around at right? New River's Mall for like seven hours.
1: Right. <laughs> so unless you had a <laughs> role like that, yeah. our it was, we um oh I can't remember the Matrix. Whenever the the people that like are on the in the real world that like put them in an uh, operator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We oh. we were the operators. Um, and so like each team had like a specific leader that like, if you, you had to, if you needed a clue, we had like a list of, these are the clues you're allowed to give, but only after a certain amount of time. Um, so you had like your designated operator was the one that you had to talk to. Um, and you had, and eventually, yeah, you had to check in with them so that we can make sure. Are you in the right spot that you're supposed to be at? Or did you skip something? Yeah. yeah. Um so it got very intricate by the end there because every year we figured out something that was going wrong. Um
2: it was but, a great idea, but it was just a lot of work. It was just a
1: lot of work. work. And then by the last year or two we had so cuz we also like we had to start doing it like 2 or 3 months before yeah. because mm, yeah. like we had to contact businesses and make sure that they were okay with it and like the month before was the median of Okay, we need to actually come up with all the clues and stuff like that. Um, But we would, we're getting to the point where like we would all have like three to five businesses we were supposed to contact, and maybe one actually said, Yes, you could do it. Everyone else is like, Nope, we're not allowed to do that kind of stuff anymore.
0: Definitely. i wonder if we're the ones that broke that
1: <laughs> well because it used to be i don't remember if this was with matt or not because there used to be video scavenger hunts mm. are things that we used to do i know that was my youth group days we did video scavenger hunts i can't remember if matt tried doing that for and then you weren't allowed to bring video cameras into places mm. um which again pre smartphones obviously and stuff like right. that so now you could actually probably do it again because mm. you just have your phone but um so that was kind of the we can't do video anymore so now we could do this and for we had a few years where that was okay and then it turned into yeah no we're not allowed to do that anymore so
0: i, cr- I just yeah. remember the meeting being like several hours oh like we it would s- forever <laughs> we would be i think we'd have dinner and we would get it out it, at like it, it min- would be min- an ir- we would
2: have to get there early and it would still stay, probably stay go stay until late. like
1: 10 o'clock
0: <laughs> yeah it was just a long brutal meeting <laughs> yep. i was i think i was only there for a couple of years mean, when i was a young adult pastor i got roped into doing a lot of the big youth events uh like when we did camp or uh no it was the winter weekend or winter retreat right
1: i've gone to so many days. winter retreat yeah uh, because
0: uh, uh, so all the churches i've been involved with there was a winter retreat was uh the church i worked at and then uh, a winter blast and then a uh winter weekend
1: yeah ours was winter retreats mm-hmm. winter
0: retreat i think i still have a hoodie I think I have the I brown one. I have all
1: of them. Uh, the brown uh, one's still like a sentimental favorite.
0: Yeah. That was my first one It was 2007. I
1: think that was. The first one? That might have been the first. Or that, that was the first one that had a hoodie, mm. at least. I don't That's know, when the it hoodie a, started. Th- yeah. I Yeah. 99% sure that was the first hoodie.
0: Uh, I do believe, so Heather and I got there in January of 2007. And then, hey, we're doing the winter retreat. So that was like our first so experience. You by fire. <laughs> yeah, and I think I was even doing sound at that winter retreat too. Uh, the other guy might have been there still. The he may Tim. The Tim. other Tim.
2: Yeah, he may have been there.
0: I don't remember when he left because I do remember some meetings with him being a part of it.
2: He was in and out. So.
0: Yeah, because he was.
2: He was doing school. What,
1: his nurse? school and his job. PT. Yeah. yeah. Not nurse. PT. Yeah. Remember.
0: Yeah, because I remember him taking his homework in some meetings, and I remember something about poop. <laughs> that.
1: The proper way to poop.
0: Yeah, the proper way to poop.
1: That was at one of our meetings. We learned the proper way to poop.
0: Yes. It's really s- sad that I remember that.
1: I've, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and the other one that I remember meeting is when Caleb grabbed my thigh and started stroking it <laughs> while I was praying. Uh, I think that's we, a favorite that's a favorite well we talked favorite about it or just memorable. <laughs> memorable we talked about that on the podcast on the middle <laughs> podcast and I uh, explained that I'm very ticklish on my thigh so that was so my, did he know that no okay. he does now
1: well, I'm just—he didn't know it then.
0: He doesn't know. It. Oh, he's married now, so I don't know if he's gonna. No, grab I my mean he thigh. didn't know it when
1: he was. Like, doing was it he grabbing your thigh just to grab your thigh, or yes. was yeah. he knew it was ticklish uh, and so it was like a double whammy?
0: Uh, no, he didn't know it was ticklish. He—it's he, Caleb. Uh, I he, mean, I know he it's does Caleb what he wants, yes.
1: but
2: sometimes he does it on purpose.
0: <laughs> That's very true. I mean, he hasn't grabbed my thigh since, okay. so I, I don't. Maybe
2: Caleb, I think that sounds like a I cat know it's cat an invite. Right.
0: It will probably happen when <laughs> I'm officiating his wedding.
1: Probably. He might make a pass at you. He may. Wedding or one of the times on the podcast.
0: Both. (laughs) All the above. All the above. It's Caleb. You never know with Caleb. Um. So one one of the uh, I I I just want your feedback on uh, what the main show has been about and Christianity as a whole. Uh and you guys know that I'm uh, pretty much a heretic now. In the eyes of <laughs> you're going to hell. I'm going to hell, probably, Uh because of my beliefs on Christianity. So I'd love to, for you guys to unpack this a little bit. Like, do you agree? Do you disagree? Um, Where do you guys see yourself? I know you said you're going to a church. Brooke, are you? No. No. So I have brainwashed you. And <laughs> I'm happy about that.
2: Yeah, that's part of it, probably. <laughs> 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 no, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding.
0: Uh so yeah, just talk a little bit about that. Your kind of your uh church experience where you see Christianity today, especially after the whole Trump administration and all of that chaos, kinda of respond to what we've been talking about on the podcast as a whole. I know that's a lot.
1: I was gonna say I wow. don't even know where to start. <laughs> so <laughs> can I go first? You want me to? I don't care. <laughs> all right, so I feel like one of the things she said, it gave me like a springboard and then I don't remember which piece it was. So, okay. So like I am still attending a church. Mm-hmm. Um, so even that's been kind of weird. This, okay. So I should probably give some of the background <laughs> first. So then it's full disclosure where I'm coming from. So um, yeah, COVID kind of messed up a lot of that. Yeah. Um. Uh, so that's course. where it's a little weird. So like when I left the church that we had all where we all met basically um a lot of reasons for why that happened um and when i was looking for a new church um i realized it was like right at, like thanksgiving and christmas time which is not the best time to be no. looking for a new church if you're trying to like know what the church is actually about so i just like sporadically just kind of went to some where it was a i'm not necessarily looking for like a church church at this point it's just i need to want to be attending somewhere and then once like january hits i'll start like looking for real mm-hmm. um and then i probably spent this is part of where my time frame gets messed up because i think i was probably looking for like a year and a half or mm-hmm. something like that before like a year of looking six months of I've kind of got it narrowed down but I want to go like I was very methodical with it so it was a I want to go to this one for like a month straight and see what it's about or two months I remember what the time frame was I want to go to this one for like a month or whatever it was straight um get a little bit more of a feel for I'm not just a visitor I want to see what it's like a little bit more long term um and then actually went on a vacation to New York over the summer and realized, like, I missed not being at one of them when I was just, like, just like missed a week. Mm-hmm. And so then it was just kind of like, okay, I think that's kind of the indication of this is, at least for now, um, where I'm supposed to be. Um, so it is technically a Baptist church. That had nothing to do with it. Um, I'm not a member or anything like that. I do not plan to do any of that kind of stuff. I am not married to the this is now my denomination or any of that. It was a it was actually kind of funny. So the couple of reasons why I ended up where I was, was one was, um, I s- looked into it because like years before, um, some, all of these are re- going around vacations so and not realizing I was going to <laughs> Chicago with my sister and we drove and literally the only conversation from that trip that I remember was, um, so she and her husband are church planners. Um, and, um, they, I don't remember where they were at in the president, if they had already started their church at that point or not, but um, they, she was telling me how um, if I was ever looking at going to a church closer to where I teach, um, that they had met this couple that um, was also church planning and closer to where my school was um, that um, – like, no, you're super involved with where you're at. This is still like heyday of like the youth group days and working with Matt and all that. So there was no indication of leaving anytime soon. Um, and she's like, hey, just so you know, if you ever do think about it, ha ha ha, I know you're not going to. But um, you might want to like check out this place because it's close to your school. I think you like them and blah, blah, blah. Literally only thing I remember from that entire trip, like just as a specific conversation. And now, however many years later, I'm now looking and I am remembering that. Um, so, but it turned out that their church plant merged with this other church, um, okay, when the uh Mike Brown and all the Ferguson stuff oh, happened. Oh, right, right. So, right. like, both churches were so, like, this church plant was a very young congregation, this other church was a much older congregation. Both were trying to do things like working in the community and stuff like that, and as a result, they ended up merging into one church so I w- wasn't even seeking out that specific church it was like looking into this other one that didn't exist anymore because it emerged with this one um so half of it was just the heart of the church and what they were trying to do and like the community outreach and things like that um which was one of the factors into leaving the other church um and then the fact that like the only thing i remember from this conversation from like 5 to 7 years previously was this church um and then going to it it was it was the first time in y- uh, probably years that i felt like i was actually learning Ooh. something mm. um and so it was just like a on Sundays, we're going through this portion of the Bible, and we're discussing it. We're teaching it, and not just the "here's a life lesson" and a three-point sermon that I'm going to pick random scriptures from mm-hmm. random um, and not denomination versions um, to make it like I'm trying to give you these life skills. Is like, and I hadn't really necessarily felt like that's what I had been getting out of church until I experienced something else. And then it was like, wait, we're I'm like learning about actual biblical stuff, and we're just like dissecting scripture, not dissecting something else, and then figuring out how to make scripture apply to it. Actually,
0: and, using the Bible.
1: Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was like I just realized that was something that I had been missing and hadn't really realized mm. I had been missing it until I got it. And it was like this is the first time like I've actually felt like I have been fed and actually been learning in I don't know how long. Um, so um, I have not been. So I did get involved. I started attending small group. It was actually kind of funny because the small group ended up inadvertently being almost all people my parents age um which had not been expected and it wasn't the initial like there were a few younger people in there but like one had just moved actually to church plant in Colorado like right before I joined um and then uh, the other ones that were younger had a kid and then had a newborn like a year after I started and it was like too much on weeknights trying to do stuff with like two mm. kids they needed something that um better fit like their new reality <laughs> and so after they all left it was like me and then all the people my parents stage like, but at the same time it's like i'm actually like learning from you guys and mm. it's, it was not necessarily like a mentor mentee per se type thing but it kind of was because it was like you guys have like a different life experience that like i'm working up to that you guys have already gotten so like i'm getting wisdom from like what you guys have Already experienced, um, and all this other stuff. So it was a it was a good situation. Uh, then COVID happened, <laughs> and so um, the small group stuff shut down, and that has right. not picked up again. I don't even know if there's they've had talks about that starting up again um, since the ch- churches in St. Louis County, um, St. Louis County was a lot stricter on like um, couldn't have church or just group meetings mm-hmm. at all for a long time. So it was all of the they went from, like, we're record, pre-recording something and putting it on YouTube to, okay, now we can at least have, like, the pastor and the worship team come in, and we could do a live, mm-hmm. I'm doing quotes, service. Um, But even then, I think it was still maybe recorded and posted later, then eventually he's able to get to Facebook Live and stuff like that. Um But right about the same time so the church officially opened back up in july and then i broke my leg in august oh, yeah. and so i think i had only been back for maybe not even a full month and then couldn't go anywhere and was basically just stuck at home mm-hmm. until november um and then once i was able to walk and drive again um stuff started going on with my grandma um and so nursing home visits were happening on Sundays Mm. um and so it was like I maybe got to physically attend church like once or twice but otherwise it was I'm still like watching it sometime during the week through the recording so that I was getting down to see my grandma um and then she just passed away a few weeks ago so I've been back physically like two weeks in a row for the first time in over a year of actually physically being in church. Wow. So, um, but the whole time it was still, I'm pretty sure I still caught every sermon. At some point, might not have been on Sunday. um, And I've actually, to make sure that it wasn't falling into a, oh, I could just get into this groove now. I'm not doing anything like I've been doing a lot more. Like I have been listening to podcasts and just different things and just expanding like my own Christian learning. Mm. Um, and spiritual feeding just through like some different avenues. Um, and it's actually been interesting cause it's been getting some different still Christian views, but not the bubble that we grew up in. Mm. Um, and just kind of expanding things from there and then trying to get back into like physically actually, actually there and getting back into that groove too. So,
0: so it's, it's interesting, uh, that you're still going to church, but you really kind of. And I don't want to put words in your mouth, of course, but you were really involved for a really long time and then stepped back, right? Do you want to elaborate more on that? Was there any reason?
1: Yes. So, um, burnout might be too strong of a word because I don't think I would take it that far. But so, like, for me, it was... Because it it did not feel like burnout while we were doing it. Like, I would not trade for anything, like all of the stuff that we do with the youth group and all that. Right. Um, But... At the same time, I was also very heavily involved with my school, and mm-hmm. the school I was at was also very much a ministry. Um, and so it was like between all of the things that I was doing there, with all of the things that we were doing um, at church. Once it was, um, once I had made the decision that I I needed to look for a different church, um, it was also kind of a. I need to focus on me and just, like, my own spiritual well-being because it's one of those, like, you can only, like, give, 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 give so much without, like, getting something back. And that was, like, one of the things of, like, wait, I'm actually, like, learning something Mm. here. Um, And so that's been part of the just trying to figure out, like, how much of it is a those days are done. I'm not really, like, I'm not that I'm not going to necessarily be involved with different things, but, like, having, like, a full-on, committed mm. like week in week out role yeah, still haven't figured out if this is still just an extended break from something like that or if it is a those days are done this is my focus needs to go elsewhere um part of it is too like i don't necessarily know that the church that i'm at right now is my end all be all this is where i'm called to be for the rest of my life things like i still have don't know if this is still just a this is a step at the i needed to focus on my spiritual well-being and this is the place for that. And then that will move into something like, I don't know. Um, but it was a, um, yes, yeah, stru- the school was m- more where I felt like that was where my focus needed to be. Because, mm-hmm. um, again, it's not like we're at the school preaching or anything like that. But um, it is still a ministry and just mm-hmm. being able to be there for the students and being able to be, a godly example in their lives and um, deeds if not in words and things like that um, where you can only be so effective if you're stretched too thin and that was definitely where I felt the calling was more that needed to be the focus as far as like a ministry per se right. um, where church was more of the make sure that I am equipped to do this so we shall see if it ends up being that way for the rest of my life <laughs> or if it is still a, nope, this is still the re- recharging and eventually get back into it. Um, The church I'm at right now too is also um they've the pastor is now a chaplain in the Navy in California. Wow. Um And that happened right before COVID. So they've technically been in a pastoral search mode ever since mm-hmm. like right around the time COVID started. Um So a lot of it depends on like what leadership ends up like the the leadership that's there right now i love their heart and everything that they're doing um but i mean you guys know how it goes whenever you get a new pastor it can yep change dramatically so
0: yep the new um, guy can come in and just uh wipe the board
1: yeah so trying to like get involved with something when there's a lot of like deeply involved with something while there's just a lot of question marks in the air um I don't feel like dealing with that road right now. Um, plus, I mean, again, when we've talked about this off the air, just all of the craziness with school and COVID mm. and just everything with that, like there's just so much that we don't know that. Yeah. Again, I just keep going back to the stretching too thin. Like, yeah, I'm, I'll be 40 this year. Um, so again, just putting the stuff out there um, that its it's getting more cognizant of like, that of need to take care of myself and need to make sure that i'm able to do what i need to do or else i'm not going to be good for anybody right and i'm not okay with that so
0: yeah it kind of sucks getting old
1: yeah so figuring out that life balance has been something i've had to learn (laughs) over the last (laughs) few years The, the last year and a half between the broken leg and covid and the car stuff that you guys know about that we don't need to get into right now. Like, there, There's been a lot. The grandma, like, there's family stuff. There's, there's been a lot mm-hmm. the last year or two that has just kind of forced the take a step back life balance.
0: Life balance. Yeah, I, that's pretty much what I did in 2019 and 2020. And you guys, even listening oh, to the thing? show, yeah. have known about that journey. So I can relate um, just in different ways. And, uh, so Brooke, to you, the spotlight goes to you. <laughs> uh, dun dun dun. dun, dun, dun. You, we went to uh, the mega church, mm-hmm. and you stopped going. And yes. we have talked extensively about why I stopped going and why the others have stopped going. Or do you relate? Is that the kind of same thing? Or
2: I'm trying to remember. Um, I'm going to back up mm, just yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, I left. I left. Um. Doing youth um, before right, right. Matt even left.
0: I think uh, I was even still a part of the church at that. I left. Time. I
2: left in two thousand twelve. He okay. was there till the beginning of two thousand thirteen for, for like another six months. I think. Okay. Um, but I was burned out mm-hmm. um, because I had a full time job and the youth was a even how much I, I let me emphasize how much I loved it and how much I grew from it and how much. Um, I love the kids. Mm -hmm. Um, Absolutely. um, But having the full-time job on top, it was having doing the youth ministry was a part-time job.
0: Absolutely. Because
2: you did, you we did two, uh, two services a week. Sometimes there was a meeting during that week Mm -hmm. and there was a youth activity. So we were there for four days Mm -hmm. and that doesn't include like relationships and stuff without with the youth. And so, and I was there all the and I did missions trips, all of his missions trips. Um so I was um a little burnt out at the time. Um also um uh, my grandfather had died, who was a huge, huge, huge influence on me mm-hmm. and I said I need to step away. And but I was also the church that we met at, I was tired of not being fed mm. because um it they had young adult groups But the young adult groups were not very, I'm going to say very good. But they, I didn't feel like they were, they really cared about young adults at all. And because to me, that church and a lot of the other churches are very family oriented. Yeah. And they don't speak, they don't necessarily help the single um, young adult or the single person right uh very much or college age and i get that those are hard groups to get but that was one of the main reasons why i left that church was just because it was so family oriented mm-hmm. that i was starved right of and i i loved i knew all the pastors there i loved a lot of them um it was just me and another friend were tired of being left out and tired felt it i i felt drained and that i wasn't being fed by by very much Mm -hmm. i had uh, i felt like i had sort of outgrown it and i was also tired of the way that they were not treat that the they weren't helping the young adults at that Mm. time when i was younger um so that's when me and another friend started looking for another church and we found another church that we went to sort of down in the city that we went to i want to say for like a year oh yeah, yeah, yeah we tried different churches out but then we found this one that was sort of down in the city that I think you went to a few times. Yep. And um, we were there. I don't know if we were there a year, but we were there for, I don't know, six, eight months or something. Mm-hmm. And then we got tired of the drive because we live out in St. Charles or like out in that area. Mm-hmm. So we were tired of the the long drive. So we were like, oh, yeah, let's talk to Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Tim's at this other church. So let's go try this other church. So we went there, um while you were still there and mm-hmm. just tried it out for a few years and then you left and we st- still kept going. Um and I guess I would probably that's the last church I've been to. Um, I haven't been inside oh, I've I would say I've been inside church a couple of times since COVID started just because of family stuff, special family stuff that's gone on. Um, But I haven't gone into churches because I think Caleb briefly talked about it, but I, he's, he wanted, he was afraid for the COVID for me and for my parents because my parents are a little older and I've had um, pneumonia three times, Mm -hmm. twice hospitalized. And so um, I haven't really set foot, gone to church since probably, and also because I was working two jobs. Um, right. And I didn't go, I haven't probably since the beginning of 2020 maybe. Um, but, um, I, um, I just lost my track of mine. Um, (laughs) that's all good. Um, but I, I was sort of getting tired since I, since I had the two jobs, I got, it got sporadic going to that church. Mm -hmm. I did very much appreciate that church for a while because it did give me, it was like a step, yeah, the other church was one, and then this other one, the the big mega church, was like another step, a, a different way of thinking, and I definitely learned some things from there. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the pe- head pastor. I, lo- I loved his teaching for a lot, and I feel like I got a lot out of it. And that was that that head pastor, it, that whole church was sort of revolutionary to me because not revolutionary, but it was sort of a little eye opening to me because. The pastor would let would invite discussion, and he would like he would go into the crowd and invite discussion or um other things, but I don't know I came to the realization there was that there's like um a lot of churches put pastors on pedestals mm-hmm. and I know a lot of people who do put pastors on pedestals, but I've worked with pastors in the office I've been very close. Amy's laughing. <laughs> I've I've been, I've worked with pastors in the office. I've been close friends with pastors, worked with them for a long time. And I know that they're just people.
0: No. Yes. <laughs> yes.
2: And they make mistakes. And, but I was brought up my whole life. Like that was my thing. You had to revere. You're supposed to revere those pastors and put those pastors on a pedestal.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, I don't know for some reason I came to a realization I guess it's just another step that like they're pastors and they're humans and they're going to make mistakes and to quit putting I don't know if it was really God talking to me or whatever but it was like quit putting him up on a pedestal mm. quit putting him up on a pedestal and also to it's okay to have discussions right. it's okay to whatever he says from the pulpit you could have a discussion about Right. you don't have to agree with but you can have discussions about, and it wasn't all. And I feel like a lot of churches, not a lot. It's, I guess it's more. It's very application. It's not. They're not teaching you. They're not very. They're not helping you to apply that right, to right, your right. life. It's more just like they're just preaching at you. Mm-hmm. They're not like okay. How do I take this and apply to my life?
0: Yeah, they're just talking at you.
2: They're just talking at me. They're just preaching at me.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
2: not really. Helping me to grow as a person, right? Um, so, um, last year I didn't go very much. I watched some online. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have a lot of friends who, on Facebook and social media, who are um, still go to those churches mm-hmm. and got to see a lot of their opinions and <laughs> a lot of things. And
0: oh, we'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and I was already so stressed about last year. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Stressed and scared um, because I also didn't have a job right. um, last year that I was scared, stressed, everything that I did not. Um, that I finally just turned off social media mm-hmm. for, I don't know, a handful of months uh, along with the whole Trump stuff. I was just. I didn't want all of that stuff floating around in my head. Right, right, right. All of the extra stuff floating around, extra opinions and stuff floating around in my head because I was already had anxiety, stressed, mm-hmm. depressed, all of this other stuff with the COVID and being scared for like my own health. Right. Every time I walked out, I didn't know what was going to happen. Right. And um, I didn't, I stopped listening. I don't know if Amy even knows this, but I've really stopped. I have stopped listening to a lot of, sermons Mm -hmm. online and um i'll listen to a sermon here and there but i haven't really listened to the megachurch pastor in a long time um i just got tired of being preached at and not taught right and um i there's a few pastors that i i won't name names that i've listened to online but for the most part I still very much listen to like Christian music and worship music. And it's like, I have my own worship time. Right. Mm-hmm. With, it just needs to be me and God, like my relationship with him. It does. I don't, I, yes, I need help and I will, I want to learn more and I want to be taught more, but I'm not. Um. But I feel like I'm learning more in the quiet with just the relationship, with either just the worship music or just in life. That makes um, sense. Then um, hearing all of the noise from all of everybody's opinion. Um, not that I don't love a lot of the people that I am friends with on Facebook. Right. I don't necessarily agree with a lot of the stuff. And a lot of it's, to me, is noise.
0: Yep, very true.
2: And I don't. And I don't need all of that noise in my head. I already have enough even though okay, I'm I'm very quiet and yes, very yes. soft spoken. Yes, yes, Amy, I have voices in my head. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> um I'm I'm very quiet and I'm very reserved. Mm-hmm. I'm not like my brother. <laughs> no, poor off. <opposite. laughs> <So, laughs> I can't be funny.
0: It's true, you can be. You can be.
2: But I'm like more sarcastic and like Yes. Whatever. But I'm not I don't know what it's like going with it, but it's just, I've, it's been a journey. Definitely been a long journey the past few years and I've definitely grown a lot Mm -hmm. and I've come to realize that yes, I still need Christian friends and I still need Christian people in my life, but I don't need as much noise as I thought I did. Mm -hmm. I still need the social, I still need the community and I still need to be preached and learned, like taught to, but a lot of the voices out there, I don't need
0: anymore because a lot of them are garbage.
2: Because a lot of them, because a lot of them, <laughs> I do, because a lot of them, I don't agree with mm-hmm. at the way that they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, um, and I'm going to reiterate this again. I love pastors. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's um, a lot of great ones. There's a lot of good ones out there. Absolutely. But I feel like a lot of it's an ego trip. Um, mm-hmm. and we, but, but that's, the, I feel, I feel like that's a lot of us people putting them on a pedestal. Um, very true. But like I said, there's a lot of good ones out there and we knew, we know really great ones.
0: Absolutely. So it's interesting to talk to a couple of people that uh, were heavily involved in church and then has since pulled back, not even for political or. Uh, my stance on church even it's more of life it's more of personal uh, rather than me who is very charged by uh, the political pressure the political nonsense and just being burned by churches and being so heavily involved that I have been involved Um, it's interesting to see you guys take more of a no I just feel like I'm on a different path Again, not to put words or I in feel mouth. Like,
2: I feel like I grew out of it. Grew out oh, of it. Oh, I grew out of those places.
1: I think mine's a little bit kind of in between the two of you because mine was somewhat, not nearly to the extent I think you being actually employed by a church yeah. makes a difference versus, because like mine was, was very involved in leadership and never in any kind of paid capacity, but I had friends and family who were so i saw some of those ends and different things um there was definitely political stuff that went in with it but mine was more of a not a and also trying to make sure i'm not putting words in your mouth um but not a i'm i'm done with the church it was a i need to find a different one so like the church piece is still important um, I still want that piece there, but this is not the right fit at this point and trying to find somewhere that was.
2: And me, I'm just sort of I feel like I'm just sort of taking a break mm-hmm. from it. I plan to go back someday, maybe try to find another try to find another one someday. Right. But I've just needed a break from the noise and from I'm also feel like I needed a break from even though I haven't really been doing very much, I volunteered for a little bit at the big church. Yes. But I don't feel like that's necessarily my calling either right now. It could be other places mm-hmm. right now, just not at the church.
0: That's such as life. Yeah. Um, and And I've just grown into, I don't feel like most churches are doing it the right way. And then every church that I've even been since I've left in 2019, I've went to a few of just like been abysmal. And it's like my arrogance, if you want to call it that, says, I I think that I have a voice and I can actually do this better if I ever get motivated to do that. Um and I was really contemplating doing something in the summer and almost pulled the trigger on it. But then with COVID, COVID. still being this weird thing and a lot of people backed out and I was just like, mm, I'm not going to do it. So it, it it's still on the table. It's not that I don't believe in church. I obviously very much do. Right. I just get so angry with the politics and the agendas and the well, how, how churches are. And I
1: think that's also... Not, like, a main factor, but it is kind of a, like, subconscious factor maybe with me of, like, part of why I'm not necessarily getting super involved with the one that I am other than just, like, small group stuff like that is because once you do start getting involved sometimes, that's where you start seeing some of those things. And mm. that's just not something I need in my life right now. Um Absolutely. Yeah. And especially... With all of the other stuff that's going on, and like Brooke said, with like all the stuff you see on social media and mm-hmm. all of that other mm-hmm. stuff, it just no, don't 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 need that. Don't need don't that at need all.
0: That. Uh, so I'm going to give you both the chance to respond to the stuff that I've said. If there's any in particular examples that you can uh, think of uh, that you want to react to or criticize me, because I, I welcome debate and I'll be the first person to say that I'm wrong in certain circumstances. Um, most circumstances, actually, uh, because I, 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 it's not a need to be right. It's just that this is how I feel about it, and I feel like I am right. Uh, so I, I want to hear feedback because you guys have listened to most episodes of the podcast, uh, at least with Brooke, not the Caleb ones. <laughs> I've listened to some. It just oh, gets something.
2: tiring sometimes. Listen to listening to your own brother's voice because you already hear it all the time. Yeah, family. I love my brother, but.
1: But there's a lot. Caleb, uh, you're not going to let her live this down. No. Not oh, at all. I, know, <laughs> I know. Forever it's on the fine. internet.
0: Forever. Uh, but just give you guys an opportunity to respond because you've been with me since the beginning. And you have probably have seen the voice change a little bit and become more of instead of really angry, it's gotten more relaxed and just reacting. And I would just love your opinions about this.
1: I think everything you just said is what I probably would have said. Oh, perfect. So, no. So, um, I cannot personally... I mean, I'd have to go back and re-listen to everything fresh to know if there were things. I cannot think of anything very specifically. It's like, oh, I do not agree with that. or He's theologically <laughs> wrong there or something like that. Like, there's maybe been things where... um, I don't know if I necessarily agree with you. And stuff, but I also talked about this before the podcast like some things I've maybe looked into and some things I haven't so it's more of a all right chuck that away and need to look into that later right or have the conversation later and say well could I tell you right now what any of those things were no (laughs) um (laughs) but that that's usually been my reaction is I may or may not agree with him on this I could see where he's coming from he's definitely read into this and I have not so until I could speak intelligently to it I have my gut reaction Mm -hmm. but that's all it is right now um my bigger thing would have been what you literally just said was, um, there was definitely a tone change. Mm-hmm. So like early on is probably where if I would have disagreed with you on some stuff, I don't even think disagree would have been the right word, um, been critical, I don't know, um, would have been some of those earlier ones, but it was knowing you as we do, it was a, you could, tell this was more and i think you even said this on the podcast several times maybe with caleb it was therapeutic stuff that you needed Mm -hmm. you just needed to defend absolutely yeah and so some of the things where i would have maybe i'm like "Ooh, that's 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 a little harsh (laughs) you did on some of the later episodes come back and kind of like to not necessarily like apologize it wasn't even necessarily something that required an apology but like maybe took a step back up Mm -hmm. i was very emotional at this point I'm now a little bit more level-headed about this stuff, and that tone change did happen. Um, So, yeah, I think anything, again, that I can think of off the top of my head that I might have been critical about, you were critical of yourself about, and um, did address. Um, And like I said, knowing you as we do, is like you, you could tell if you knew you, like, this is where this is coming from. This is something that needs to be able to happen right now in order for life to not move on i don't Do you, know i but think
2: you were like working through it <laughs> yes you were mm-hmm. working through stuff in your own head
0: yeah
1: and your own head just happened to be a podcast that yeah. thing got put on the internet forever as <laughs> yeah
0: you,
2: as, you, as you were talking you were working through stuff yeah.
0: absolutely yeah uh <laughs> it has been massively therapeutic yeah. and um i i said this on a recent episode like just putting a microphone in my face <laughs> does something to me i guess me. it's like
2: it's us introverts yeah, <laughs>
0: and and there is uh, some studies about this where some of the best performers and oh, even yeah. the best actors are extremely introverted.
2: Yeah, yeah. when they're off camera when or they're off stage.
0: Off stage, and there's something about the performance and being in front of people and uh, having a microphone in my face that it turns everything up. Uh, so when, and I, I tend to, I don't know if you guys realize this, I tend to wear my emotions on my sleeve even though I'm more reserved. You you don't
2: always say it, but I can see it on your face sometimes. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Then you stick a microphone in my face, and it's just going to come out. Yeah. And bam. Uh, So, yeah, that's that's really funny that the things that I'm critical about myself, you guys have been like, yeah, absolutely. That's (laughs) him. That's um, (laughs) that's just me. That's him.
1: And then I would say on the flip side, like one of the things that I greatly appreciated with it is, um, and this is one of the things that, like, I definitely feel like I have been more cognizant of this the last several years of, um, like, I said, like the doing the studying, doing the learning, like, looking into this type of stuff. Um, like, that's been – I have personally been doing a lot more of that, especially the last few years. Of, like I said earlier, like, I've been listening to some other podcasts, and, like, so the, the podcast will, like, recommend these books. And so I've been looking into some of these different books and different things where it is, like, just being the – like I said, like the learning piece, like actually right. understanding what it is you believe, why it is you believe it, not just necessarily taking things at face value because mm-hmm. well, this is just what I've been taught forever, but being able to actually know like this is why, and i this is how I would back up this is how I could explain it to somebody, um. And I think that's where I think all of us have run into some of the frustration with just some of the things from the last year and a half of seeing people that we grew up with or that we learned under or different (laughs) things where it's the, how did we, like, how do we look at like this scripture or this issue or these things and polar opposite reactions. um, And, That was again part of the reason I started looking for a new church, however many years ago it was was because of some of that stuff where it was like i my life experiences are different now because of my job
0: mm-hmm. and because
1: of the environment, I'm in way more than the church environment like i'm I'm teaching in a completely different culture than what I grew up in right um, and so my outlooks on things have changed dramatically in the last 17 years because of things that I've experienced and things that I've seen my students experience and stuff like that. And so I'm like seeing this that I'm in 40 hours a week and then seeing like some of the church stuff and like my view on some of these things based off Christian beliefs and then my Christian brothers and sisters that I grew up with are like reacting completely opposite um, mm. and sometimes very
0: uh, hateful <laughs> would be
1: too strong of a word but I don't <laughs> know what lesser word I want to use there but just like the the love of Christ not necessarily flowing out of them the way that I would have expected the love of Christ to be flowing out of my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ you're being too
0: nice I would say straight up hate <laughs>
2: I was going to say mean, but...
1: <laughs> this is uh, the females versus the males on the count. Well, we're also
2: like... I feel yep. like Amy and I are like peacemakers. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. we're both middle ki- middle child, <laughs> <laughs> So yep. we're like... We're both like the peacemakers where... other like you and Caleb are just sort of like...
1: Well, and I think we're both like... That one's like... I don't cut off... Like tear down bridges unless yeah. like it's forced right. um um even like usually any like relationship friendships or anything that have like died away almost all of them have all just been like it just our paths diverged mm-hmm. but if we come back together like we can pick it up like that
0: right. um
1: and i don't really feel like there's a lot of people these days that can say that um mm. but that's been part of it is the so like even like when i did leave i told almost no one Um, because I didn't want to cause like it it was a very personal decision I had very specific reasons of things that like I was seeing but it was through like new lenses of like experiences that I had had that I can't expect other people to necessarily understand that like if someone wanted to ask me which no one really did so that was a whole nother issue in and of itself Mm. um that's a side thing (laughs) but um but Like, it was not a, like, I wouldn't tell you, like, I'd have that conversation, but I'm also not going to waste my breath on it type thing. So, like, it was some of it was things like, unless you've actually seen some of these things, unless you've actually experienced some of these things, you can't necessarily really understand it. Mm -hmm. um, Unless you're actually going to believe when I tell you or other people that have experienced these things, like, no, this is reality, and this is how this reality affects people, and then this is how... Looking at it through like the lens of Jesus, you would think you would respond to it and then have like the polar opposites. And it's like you would reach these things where it's like not necessarily that's not worth having the conversation, but it's not worth having the conversation. Someone's not opening open to hear it because then that's where it starts turning into the I could try to force this, but then I'm probably burning the bridge for later because Mm. you're not ready to have this conversation so yeah i might have this conversation and maybe it makes me feel better maybe it doesn't but then like i've been able to have conversations with people that have like come and sought me out years down the road Mm. of hey i'm starting to wonder about some of this stuff and something i thought i remembered you saying years ago." It's like stuck in my head. Um, So can we have this conversation now? And like those types of things where... um, Yeah, I think that's probably a little bit more of both of our styles, maybe. I don't know. Um,
2: Yeah, I don't think we seek it out. I think we let people come to us. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, I... At least when I was in... Did what worked with the youth. I never really sought out the kid. I was the quiet introvert Mm -hmm. sitting in the back and I would just have kids come to me, but I've never been one that I like to preach. I like to let like my actions back up like, you know, right, right, right. Everything. Um, and I also am not someone that likes to like force things on people because that like Amy just said, I don't think they're ready for it. I think the conversation should happen naturally Mm -hmm. and easily not just forced because if you're forced you're not going to want to listen to it. Yeah. And you won't get as much out of it. Um that's why I always tried to let like I guess things like that happen naturally. Mhm. And um I didn't have a big fanfare when I left. Nobody really knew when I left the, our old church. Right. I just sort of slipped out the back. Yeah. Um the I told Matt I wanted to take a sabbatical mm-hmm. and I just never came back. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> well, I told him, but I mean, I didn't like, like I didn't have like a big going away thing with the youth or anything. I just sort of like slipped out of the back, just because. Yes, I I do think I need fanfare sometimes, and that's nice, but that's not n- necessarily me. Yeah. I mean, I can get up on stage when I need to, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I much would rather have the quiet one-on-one two-on-one small group kind of like conversations and I'm not going to be the one that screams and yells I'm going to be like the one that talks like quietly and like she is right now oh, I like can't. I am <laughs> right now well also I might start coughing so
0: <sighs> I, I've I've uh done both obviously <laughs> very <laughs> obviously. Uh, I actually do prefer the one-on-one conversations and those type of deep conversations. I've just I started, feel like I get more out of it. Yeah, I just have started recording them and becoming more <laughs> <aversive>. <laughs> Uh kind of melding the two <laughs> pots together. Um, yeah, I, especially I, I think I've mentioned it recently, just seeing the injustices being done and having to say something and having to do my part because of the calling that I do have in my life to say something and to go, this is what I've read. This is what I'm researching. This is this, this is the stuff because when I, I stepped away from the church and man, how inside baseball do I want to get? Um, <laughs> uh, I never shy away from this. So I'm going to go there <laughs> when you're, when you're part of a denomination, any denomination, I'm not calling out any denomination all of the denominations, Um, you have to play baseball. You have to fall in line. You have
2: to play the game.
0: You have to play the game. And if you say something outside of that, you're going to get reprimanded or you're going to get a talk to unless you're with leadership that agrees with you. And that can be anything. It could be, oh, this pastor, this church, this denomination leads Calvinists, so then you have to fall in those lines. Or Arminian, which is opposite of Calvinism. (laughs) Or fall in outline. Or if you're the part of the AG, you have to speak in tongues and preach that. Or if you're more conservative, you have to be more conservative, etc., etc., etc. And what I found in my experiences in being in church and in church leadership and being a part of a church and being paid by a church is, you have to have an agenda. You have to. Uh, you have to fall in party lines, and so peeling away from that. And going, what, what is the truth? And I'm not saying that these agendas aren't the truth. I'm saying peeling that aside and not looking at it from an agenda perspective. What do we get to? What are the actual answers? What is the truth? And from peeling that back and looking at my books and the readings that I have done previously without that filter, without that lens, without the agenda, it's eye-opening. Because you start to see... Oh, the A G, the Similies of God interpreted it this way, or a Baptist more uh conservative will interpret it this way, and then you get the evangelicals who interpret it this way, and what is the real answer? And it it's it's eye opening to look at scripture in a whole new light without agendas, without yeah. that. And that's what sprung the podcast in me being who I am. And uh, to be truthful, when we started this thing, I was very angry because I was coming off a very emotional thing. I mean, it was a year out from the fire, which was trauma. And the church that I left was a lot of trauma and just being angry and using that voice uh to be angry and to allow myself to emote in a different way that I haven't before has been, has been relaxing and helpful. And now to peel back to go, I'm not so angry anymore. I've dealt with the things I've needed to deal with emotionally. And now going back to that agenda or not that agenda, but still looking at things with that same lens and going, Oh, now that I've taken the emotion, the anger out of it, now we can go in a different direction. And start actually having honest conversations, and that's the thing I want to get to the most is just having honest conversations about these, this, the crap that is happening around us. And you guys like to <laughs> be nice about it. <laughs> I don't because let, let's stop sugarcoating it. I don't want to have. I don't want to burn bridges. I don't want to have sides. But at the same time. Maybe you agree with me and maybe you don't. It feels like the evangelical Republican has definitely taken a stance. Yes. And definitely taken a side. And there, I'm going to use the word hate. There is a lot of hate if you don't believe what they believe. Yeah. And I'm going to now say that's wrong and to say why that's wrong. <laughs>
1: I've got no problem with that. <laughs> I th- think where mine would come in is I would do that on the one-on-one conversation, yeah. not necessarily yeah. on a podcast. <laughs> yes, uh, and that's like, a... like if ask specific questions and what my view on it. Yes, if I go on a rant, <laughs> I don't know that that's me. <laughs> and, and that's that's different personalities. <laughs> yes. I think yes. we j- yeah we just go about it
2: differently. Mm-hmm. Um, not that we're not frustrated with the way people <laughs> are acting <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah yeah well, absolutely yeah
2: but um it's just not our personality
0: absolutely
1: that's where i would also throw in though because that's where i would say like i don't disagree with what you just said at all but even with some of that it's still so like that's been part of where I have been like looking at some different sources and stuff over the like basic. We'll just go from when COVID started. Mm-hmm. Um, is like some of the other podcasts I've been listening to are evangelical, they are people that may or may not say that the Republicans at this point. I think some of it depends on <laughs> your definition of Republican with it. Um, right. but. They'll say like a lot of the same kinds of stuff like but like I mean it's it's not and I'm not saying that you're saying that it's this blanket thing of like evangelicals and Republicans are all agreeing to the same stuff, but that is the vocal piece. Mm-hmm. There's still like uh sources out there doing like what you're doing, like it's trying to educate people. Like I still have these beliefs. Mm-hmm. But my view on these other things that you guys are getting all up in arms about is not the same, and we need to make sure that there are people out there that do have like some of the same theological or religious beliefs that completely disagree with how some of this is being presented by people that are supposedly believing the same things as us. Right. Yeah,
2: I um, just don't appreciate the way they're going about it
0: <clears throat>
2: and the way that they're doing it because there's so many different ways that you could do it in a much more Christ-like way. Yeah. And this is not the way I feel like Christ would do it.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: He would do it, I mean, with love and he would do it with, I mean, he would do it with love. Absolutely. And I don't feel like a lot of this is being done with that way, Christ-like.
0: Absolutely. And I I think (laughs) I'm part of that problem, especially when I was angry. I wasn't doing it out of love. I was doing it out of... uh, Well, you
2: had bent up frustration and hurt and...
0: Not to give myself the pass, yeah. but absolutely. I was doing it out of an anger perspective. Um, and so now it's finding that balance of doing this out of love and doing it out for the care of people while also saying, you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Because that's how I feel about certain topics and certain situations. And a lot of this has been critical over Christianity as a whole. Uh, even, you know, the, the last big episode we did was hate the sinner, uh, or hate the sin, love the sinner. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Strike that, reverse it. Reverse (laughs) it. it,
0: And the whole point was you're not actually loving people if you say that. Yeah. Uh, you're, it's a backhanded compliment. It's like saying, I love you, but, and doing it my way. (laughs)
2: Well, it's like if you don't do it the certain way, then you're not doing it the right way.
0: No, I'm saying like um, with my personality and the way I'm wired. That uh, me being me, basically. (laughs) Which uh, the other point of why I wanted uh, to put you guys on is uh, to give me more credibility because it's all about me. (laughs) (laughs) Not really, but also really at the same time. It's because you guys, we do have those conversations off the air and we do, and you do know my heart and -hmm. you don't do know who I am. And you probably listen to the podcast and going, oh, this is just Tim to 11 or 12, (laughs) even sometimes 20, which you have all seen when I've been on stage as a pastor. Is that something that you guys would agree with? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm still the same person. Yes. Just slightly amped up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's, you guys know my heart and you know where I'm coming from. And I need to do a better job uh, in front of a microphone expressing <laughs> that. <laughs>
2: well, I just feel like I said earlier, I think it's just over since the beginning of this, you're just trying to get all the hurt and the frustration and all the other stuff out mm-hmm. so that you can let it go and grow and move on.
0: Absolutely. And uh, I, I was uh, volunteering for a church longer than both of you guys, uh, and in some ways, um, you know, I, I was doing it since I was sixteen. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know the the first guy, the first time you guys met me, I was volunteering it's at a church.
2: Pretty much from then until. 2019.
0: Yeah. Non-stop. Uh, I did have that break in when uh, the ex-wife thing happened in 2012 and 2013, but then I jumped back right back into it in 2014. So I had maybe a year and a half, two-year break. And uh, <laughs> uh, during, during that so-called break, and I'm using air quotes, I was having a small group at my house with youth students at that church. Yeah, unbeknownst (laughs) to the pastors and anyone who was employed at that church. (laughs) And I would tell these students, because it it was a thing where uh, the person that was living with me at the time was still going to the church and volunteering at the church. Every person that he brought in... Because uh, he's a hype man. He is very much an extrovert and, hey, blah, 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 but doesn't like teaching so much. Well, then he knows someone who teaches. Right. So then it became a thing where he's my ha- hype man bringing people into the house. And I always prefaced it if it was a new person. Like, I'm separated right now and headed for a divorce. If you can accept that, I can teach you. If you can't, then we need to. you probably don't need to be here. But that's I was always clear with that. So even during my break, again, air quotes, I didn't break. Right. Uh, so it was uh, close to 20 years of doing hardcore ministry. And it's 20 years of the bitterness, <laughs> the anger, and uh, stripping off the agenda from all these other places and, and finding my own voice and finding my own thing. And it's really encouraging that you guys, uh, not again, not to put words in your mouth, see so you guys both do that at the same time.
2: Oh, well, I feel like we were sort of going not exactly the same thing but we we have a there's a similar there's a similarity there Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we've gone through similar things yep maybe not in the same way or the same time but we've gone through the same thing Mm -hmm. in different ways
0: in different ways uh, Amy might be a little ahead of both you and I, Brooke, where she's actually not has rejected the church. <laughs> or maybe she's not there yet. She's not there yet. <laughs>
1: I'm, just kidding. I'm just kidding. Do not speak that into existence. <laughs>
0: hey, you never know. You never know. Uh, and and again, it's not that I don't believe in the church or that the church yeah, is. Right. Uh, I just feel like, um, uh, man, I just feel like Christianity has lost its way in America. I I really have.
1: At least the vocal part.
0: The vocal part. Who is this? Is this Nicholas? (laughs) Hi, Nicholas. (laughs) Uh, He's getting his laundry, which is hilarious. Um, (laughs) We have been going for, uh, I think that's an hour and 30 minutes. Yep. Uh, So any final thoughts from you ladies? The, The floor is yours to say whatever you would like to say.
1: See, this is where you lose both yeah. of us. I think <laughs> you gotta give us you the You gotta topic. ask us a direct question. You want answered <laughs> if you just say that. There's like an nope, up. I'm good.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm not Caleb.
2: Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I know. Uh, no. just,
0: I,
1: I will say to comment off of one of the last things you said. I do think, and I've probably already said this earlier, but um, what you had just said about the not that you're against the church i do think that anyone who has listened from the beginning all the (laughs) way through um that has come out more and been more clear um because yeah you could tell again as people that knew you um there was a lot of stuff that had to be worked through at the (laughs) beginning and then there was very clear i couldn't tell you what episode it was or anything but there was very clearly a tonal shift of no i'm just talking Mm-hmm. um and they still might get riled up every now and then but it's just the normal i'm having a conversation about this riled up um because some of this other stuff has been worked through um so i would be curious to see where and i don't even know how you would do this with the podcast or whatever but kind of like being like the proactive discussions of mm-hmm. which even that now that i'm saying that out loud i know you have brought that up and I think at one point you said, like, kind of feels like we're just talking about the same thing every week now because it's the, like, well, what can we do to fix this? And it's not an easy answer or whatever. Right. Um, but, yeah, so, like, not just the reactionary, like, we have the reactions, but, okay, now what, are, what can we do to be proactive? So, like, and especially just even things like the, okay, this is the you go ask random Joe out there, white evangelical Christian, what do you think? <laughs> And the, with that stereotype that you get, okay, so also a white evangelical or whatever. So, um, that's not me. So how do we, what can we be doing to change that perception Right. type thing? Um, so yeah, I don't know.
0: Perfect. Uh, do you have any final thoughts, Brooke? Just any thoughts that you want to wrap up, any comments that you want to make about the podcast in general or about your brother?
2: <laughs> it he always, gave you, an out. It always give you an out it always seems to come back to my brother
0: <laughs> um,
2: like I would guess just piggyback off Amy it's just like if, if you know him if you know Tim you've seen and you've listened to this you've seen him like grow and change mm. and um, work through stuff um, that maybe like I did privately. <laughs> like <laughs> privately I didn't do it or, yeah. I did, or I did it with a few friends I didn't do it I didn't have a microphone <laughs> right, to, right. Um, I do wish that I could do this more for mm-hmm. myself because I am very I, I've gotten to be more extroverted but I'm very introverted mm-hmm. but I feel like I need this because us introverts need a way to get it off our chest yeah, and get it out, mm-hmm. uh, so we're not holding on to it uh, forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, if you want to have me back, <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. Dun, dun, dun. I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm not as entertaining as my brother. <laughs> uh, no, not at all.
0: <laughs> um,
2: uh, but um, to start going Stradella.
0: Stradella. <laughs> you would have to listen to that podcast. Okay. That,
2: that was one of my brothers that I didn't listen to.
0: <laughs> 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 if you. Need to listen to one, but of your I probably, he- but I
2: probably hear it in person. So
0: <laughs> maybe
2: I hear a lot of stuff in person. <laughs> so
0: that's perfect. I mean, it's family. It's I, family. Maybe in October I can get my sister to be on. That'd be cool. Yeah, that I don't talk about, or I don't think anyone. I was gonna even say knows.
2: I don't know. If I we don't know. <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't think anyone has.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow.
0: I mean, she is seven years older than me, and when I was a teenager and actually started developing a personality, she well. <laughs> she left. Mm, That's um, true, yeah. She, and she was already, I was still a teenager when she got married. Because when you're a preteen, I mean, you have a personality, but it really doesn't come out yeah. until puberty, in my opinion, in the teenage years. So I, we just never really got close and uh you know i haven't talked to her since february it's fine
2: <laughs> maybe you need to do it <laughs> i we we uh-huh.
0: in that conversation uh-huh. in f- january or february uh we did talk about trying to get together again but uh she's
2: got i'm assuming she's married and has family and yeah
0: i have two nephews it, it's kind of the amy todi problem of uh being a teacher she is a teacher and has two kids of her own and with covid and all of that, it's kind of isolated. Yeah. And that was before the vaccine even happened. She, the...
1: She's teaching St. Charles County, right? I don't I'm remembering. Don't. I, I feel like I remember from conversations. Somewhere in there. Where all of the... It's Wild West with some of the, the stuff anyways. Yeah.
0: And that was before COVID. And then the summer hit... Uh, or before the vaccine and summer hit. Um, and I imagine they're just busy. So it's one of those things where... Man, Uh hopefully, eventually, we'll be adults and have conversations. So
1: you'll talk to her again in October when she's on the couch. <laughs>
0: maybe. Uh, and that's shooting from the hip and going, hmm, who am I going to have in October? And thinking ahead, hmm, maybe my sister. That'd be entertaining. Uh So, yeah, if you guys have nothing else to say, I guess I'll wrap it up. No? Yes? If you give me a subject or a question,
2: I can do it. I'm not... Caleb, I can't just go off the top of my head.
0: Uh, yeah, it's true. I, I just, I don't have any other further questions, Your Honor.
2: Your Honor. <laughs> your Honor. <laughs> you feel like you're on trial here?
0: Yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, no, just giving you an opportunity to react and um, to talk about the show a little bit and to get your history and how you feel about certain things. And I think we've we've successfully have done that. Do you feel that we have been successfully <laughs> in doing so?
2: Yes okay there's a, <laughs> <short answer. laughs> there's a short answer if it's a direct question, direct question. An
0: answer. yeah uh well i thank you guys for being on the podcast and being a part of the show and listening constantly maybe i'll have you guys back on in 2022 when there's a fifth saturday because mm-hmm. i think the october one is the last fifth saturday of the year mm-hmm. or maybe i'll i'll throw you to the wolves and you can be with Drew and Drew curtis <laughs> <laughs> Uh there's only one microphone open so I'll have to have one of you on
2: Maybe as quiet we could if we're quiet we're quieter we could feed off of them
0: Maybe like, and I don't know. be a part of the main show where yeah. I go on a rant and react to something like, negative <laughs> It'll be funny could be. And getting females more female interjection into the show would be great and it would make my guys uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> get
2: a to get a female perspective. Uh-huh.
0: Uh huh. Even though one's married, uh-huh. it's fine. Uh
2: I guess I feel like I could apologize for not being as entertaining.
0: No, no, you shouldn't be at all. Uh I've had worse. It's fine. <laughs> oh great.
1: There's your <laughs> endorsement. Okay. ring endorsement. Ring
0: oh, endorsement. No, uh, full jest. Full jest. <clears throat> Uh, I I just appreciate you guys both being uh, listening since the beginning and supporting me in the small ways and the big ways and being on the show. It's been a real blessing to have you guys in my life. Even and being a part of everything that I've ever have really have done since 2000 and whatever
2: we've been through a lot
0: we have been and it's crazy to think about we've only scratched the surface of all the things that we have been a part of and have done together and not to mention all the dinners and all the movies and all the things that we have seen even doing a one a show where we just talk about the really bad movies that we have seen <laughs> together we b- would be in a conversation in, in itself talk uh,
1: about 30 hour Star Wars marathons
0: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and we did the Lord of the Rings one, too, So, and we're due for another one. We are. It's been a long time since we've done a huge day-long marathon.
1: That had been the talk for the summer, and then life happens. Life happens. <laughs> we just haven't. As we've gotten so,
0: older, it's yes. been really harder for us to get together. Uh, At
1: least we're a whole day-long <laughs> movie
0: here. Right. Um, I, I, and <laughs> that's kind of the blessing about me not being involved in a church anymore, So I have a lot more free time. Right. But COVID happened, so hopefully um, now that we're all vaccinated, we can actually plan something like that. Yes. Uh, so we like, need to plan that. We need to plan that, <laughs> uh, but again, life gets in the yes. way. Because uh, we thought uh, thought about doing um, Game of Thrones over oh, the summer. Right. Oh, that's
1: right! I forgot we did talk about that. Yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah,
0: and reacting to that with the lens of how awful season eight was. Oh. Yeah, and being heartbroken all over again. I'm excited <laughs> about that. Um. So, again, thank you guys, and uh, I love you both, and I'm so happy and blessed to have you both in my life and to uh, rain me down (laughs) (laughs) and to remind me not to be so abrasive and more loving. Uh, I do thank you guys both for that.
1: Thanks. Love you, too. Love you,
0: too. Okay, bye.
1: Bye. Bye. (laughs)